This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's the most resilient parasite? Prime time with Isaac Insu. Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue. It'll, it's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Wednesday. Almost called it a Tuesday. Alas, we had a Tuesday show yesterday because it was Tuesday. And now it's Wednesday and nobody performs harder on Wednesdays than us. No, we love our Wednesday shows. Nobody. We go hard into the Shannon Sharps of the world yeah. and, you know. I dare you to find anyone who goes harder on a Wednesday. And don't look. Just take our word for it. Because there's no way to measure that. No, there is not. I do love that's like when you say that you're the best. I'm yes. number one. I am number one. Yeah. He has the biggest heart is what you're saying. Yes. Best yeah. hamburger in the Northwest. <laughs> what? So According they, to who? I was listening today. Uh, Jaws, old uh, Ron Jaworski was on today, and I was listening to an interview with Jaws, and they were asking him about Jalen Hurts, and I love when when people do this. This is code for you just don't watch a guy. Like They were asking, like, what Jalen Hurts, like, what's the best part about Jalen Hurts' game? Because he went from a guy that didn't throw the ball very well, and it was a spot guy, and you don't know, and, and now, you know, he's possible MVP. <laughs> and they asked him, like, about his game. And Jaws did that. Well, I could talk uh, X's and O's about him, but I'm going to talk about his leadership. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's code for it. You don't want to talk about the X's and O's because you got caught off guard and you probably haven't watched him play a bunch. Isn't he a Philly guy, though, Jaws? Yeah, you would think. Isn't he like... Yeah, but he gave that very weird political answer. Like, if someone asks a politician about, like, I don't know, like some sort of controversy thing, and they sh- they pivot it back to energy. They're like, that's well, right. yeah. The real concern here. The real concern is energy. So of all the things you can talk about Jalen Hurts and you can talk about the Philly offense, he did that. Well, I could talk about all that stuff, but what I want to talk about is his leadership. And he said that during the bye week, Sirianni gave him two days off and everyone was ecstatic, but Jalen Hurts. He didn't want the two days off. He wanted to work. He wanted to work. That's leadership. And I was like, oh, my God. Hmm. That, that, that well, he probably di- could have worked. That Yeah, that Disney cartoon sort of, he just grinds. I'm like, oh, my you Lord. You guys don't know this, but I, I work on Saturdays and Sundays. You just, you, like, you do your own show to broadcast to no one, but you to keep your chops up? That's right. <laughs> I come in here. Someone's saying Slow Bar, best burger in PDX. And by the way, let me just give a shout out. Slow Bar, my, like, in the last, I'd say, year or so, that's kind of become a go-to dive bar for me. Yeah, Slow Bar's good. Like Slow Bar. They got really good fries and a delightful chicken sandwich, lovely bartenders, good atmosphere. I like Slow Bar. It's got that dim lighting that moves merchandise. All right, where were we? I don't know. We have to break again? Not quite yet. You got a couple minutes. Great. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about 
NBA players missing games. Uh, did you see the little Miami Heat kid? Yeah. Who's uh, all upset? Yeah, he's all butt hurt. Well, I mean, I would be too. They he said, I don't know if it's true, but they he said they flew from 4000 miles away to watch Jimmy Butler play. Yeah, by the way, where were they coming from? It's a long I don't know, but I'm trip. sure internet has done the research on that. Well, 4000 miles, that's across the country and and up north somewhere. Like that's well, it doesn't have to. I mean, maybe they were out like on an. I mean, I don't know. Were they from the in Azo- the middle of the? Are they from the, the Azores, Azores or something? Yes, <laughs> love the Azores. <laughs> My dad was born in the Azores. No kidding. Yeah, what a cool place to be from. Well, military base, but still, you know, John Sukanik, the elder John Sukanik, born in the Azores, and that maybe that's why that popped into my mind. But. So the kid had a sign that said uh, he's wearing a Jimmy Butler jersey. He looks like he's about I don't know eight, nine, yeah, 10. little kid. Dear Jimmy, we flew over forty-four. Uh, we flew over four thousand four hundred and five miles to see you play. Can we get a photo or a big face coffee? Yeah. And Jim- then they inform him that Jimmy Butler's not playing, and the kid drops the sign and puts his hands on his head like, "What the hell?" Wah, wah, wah. I came all this way to watch him, and he's not there. Yes. And I don't know where he is from. I. It doesn't seem the internet has figured that out yet. And by the way, th- that was clearly a. Uh, that was the dad. You know, the, this is the thing. I understand that that kid was holding up the sign, but stop it. That was mom and dad who were trying to do a cheap, hey, let's try to get my kid uh, some attention. With oh, Jimmy so you Butler. don't think they flew 4,405 miles? I'm ass. I'm I'm just... Oh, you're ass? I'm asking the question. Oh, you are ass. I just, you know, you know me. I'm a little cynical at these sorts of a things. A little? God, man. Well, that kid... The did, kid was crying. That kid, uh, just, it, was a, it was a bit of a setup. Well, my, Butler did... Uh, Oh, he's from Argentina. Is he? Uh, see, there you go. Okay. Uh, whoa, whoa, that's whoa, a, whoa, whoa. That's a long-ass flight. In the in the words of the late Mike Leach, well, my, my, my. I didn't say that it wasn't true. I just said whenever these stories come up, I need a little God. more digging. Well, Butler pulled it. It worked out great for the kid. Well, but he didn't get to see him play. No. Because Butler was resting. But he, he did... Butler pulled him out and took him on a tour and yeah. took pictures and so let me just signed his. I don't feel bad one bit because here's this signed his butt. If you came from 4,400 miles away from Argentina, would you have rather seen Jimmy Butler play, <laughs> or would you rather get to meet Jimmy Butler, get him to sign your jersey and get a tour? That worked out perfect for that kid. So here's the thing. Well, he was I, asking for a photo anyway. I understand the think of the children thing to a degree. But the bottom line is guys are getting banged up all the time. Oh. And everyone's doing the, the the load management thing. This kid's sadness doesn't affect Jimmy's health in like the Eastern Conference Finals. No, so if I they feel you. like he needs a game, hey. he needs a game. And if your family can provide these receipts, then it's a feel-good fa- like story for everyone. How well, is this a loss for them? It's it's not. I just would you're you're absolutely right about the player. This is not on the players. It's on the league. Yeah, league and, and the scheduling. league needs to be careful with this because these are the fans. Yeah. You know, and this is just one instance. But I saw a stat today that said in 2017, the top 25 guys in the NBA, and they, they did that based off of ESPN's rankings. So. Yeah. But the top 25 guys missed 216 games in 2017. That's an So they all played 73 games. Sure. Okay. This year, the top 25 guys missed. 600 have missed 629 games pace to play 57 ouch so it's getting way worse and the league sort of can't get out of its own way on this it's tough because 
the NBA has backed itself into a corner. Their greed and wanting to play 82 games, you're riding your thoroughbreds into the ground. Yeah. And so what they're doing is they're taking matters into their own hands because their deals are all guaranteed. Yep. So they can force the team's hand to sit them. And, you know, I mean, college basketball, I've said this before, but college basketball plays 40 games and then has the tournament and it's over. Mm -hmm. And no one complains that that's too short. NBA plays 82. And then if you go to the finals, you know, an extra, what, 20 on top of that? I mean, it's absurd. Yeah. Why do they need that many games? It's all just greed. And so it's kind of coming back to bite them in the ass. When you start pissing in pan fans' pot like this, those games are kind of lame anyway, especially if you have a team that isn't really in it but just has a star, you know? Yeah. Uh, any given night you show up to the arena, you don't know if the one guy you want to see is going to play. That's a problem. I will tell you that if you're an NBA fan... And it's one thing if you're you're playing at home, but especially if you're taking a trip. And even if you're home, you're a, let's say you're not a Blazer fan, but you're in Portland, you're an NBA fan, and Golden State comes playing, I'm with you, man. There ain't no guarantee to the NBA that when you show up that the guy that you're coming to see is playing. Or if he does play, sometimes he mails it in. Well, that was always the one. They get beat by 50. Well, that happens a bunch. Like if when on, on the West Coast trips with Portland, over the years, how many times have you seen where LeBron or someone rolls in and clearly he doesn't give two rips back when he was in Miami or Cleveland? You're on game seven of the seven-game road trip, and I can assure you that they are not going all out. That's why I always love guys like Iverson. You know, like Allen Iverson, dude, that guy brings it when he shows up. You know, and and that's well, Kobe was always worth. Yeah, the price Kobe of was admission. always worth the price of admission. It's just the it's a league problem. And again, somebody's saying Jimmy had the flu. I don't know. It again, it doesn't matter why he was out. He has every right to sit out because it's just tough for fans. These schedules are really really tough on yeah. these guys. Like, why is it the NBA though is the only league where it feels like? I mean, the NBA or in the NFL guys miss time. So if you booked a flight to go uh, see Jalen Hurts because he's your favorite player and he's not playing that game, well, but, like, that's, are you, but that's it's different. I know, I know, I know because it's the, NFL, okay. the NFL is seventeen, and in the NFL. Oh my God! You do whatever you can. Yeah. To okay. Play so let's on say Sundays. baseball and your star shortstop gets a day game off after a late night game. Uh, where, where are the kids yeah. crying hey, there? I well, mean, it I, was me as sports. a kid. As a, as a, I swear <laughs> to God, we'd go to Royals games, yeah. and if George Brett was not in the lineup, and some Sundays he would sit, yeah. I was I hated it. I was pissed. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, he's not even playing. Absolutely. What? What? You know, it was horrible. Yeah. Now, I mean. Look, it's going to happen. Guys are going to rest. It's just the NBA. Like, imagine the NFL allowing this. Like, it is totally different with the NFL. The NFL, first of all, they don't have guaranteed contracts. So these guys do everything they can to get out there. And if you if if a guy is hurt, you know he's hurt. Yeah. Right? If he's not playing, he's you know he's hurt. Yeah. And that's the culture of that league. Um. So we so like if Jalen Hurts isn't playing, it's because now it's a bad break, but he must really be hurt. Yeah. This is different. Yeah. This is the league telling these guys you have to play 82 games, and they're like, well, f that, I'm playing 57 to rest for the playoffs, and so you don't know which ones those are as a fan. Yeah. That sucks. The NFL would never allow something no. like this. No. So, because they know it hurts their product, which is exactly why the NBA does need to do something about this. And I, I don't know if they'll ever shorten their season, but that's the easiest thing to do. And just remember, if you do show up and your favorite player isn't uh, playing, get a kid, get a sign, say that you flew from 4,400 miles away, and you get a much cooler experience. And by the way, kudos to Jimmy Butler. Like, that's a... That's a baller ass move on the part of Jimmy Butler to do that because he doesn't he doesn't have to do that. So tip of the cap for a guy that gets a lot of flack for being difficult. That's a badass. That's a badass thing to do. I, I feel like Lillard would do something like that. That's a those 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 guys are those guys get it because he made a fan for life. Well, the NBA needs to pay attention to its fans. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's what I. Say. I don't know what the solution to it is, but you well, know. again, play fifty-five games. Good luck with that. Uh, Rory Reed steel cage match. <laughs> Patrick Reed would have a heart attack about two minutes in. Wait, who would have a heart attack? Patrick Reed, oh. or he'd sue you. <laughs> Roy would hit him and he'd file a lawsuit. Isn't he very litigious, Patrick Reed? Oh, my God. He's suing everybody. He'd gas out. Uh, This one's getting contentious. Next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, golf's back. Let's go. Uh, by the way, Friday on our show, it will be all golf season preview. Oh, I can't wait. So conference championships, they're just going to have to wait. I hope a detailed breakdown of the Live Golf Tour, too, I would assume, right? Nah. Not not just the PGA. Out of sight, out of mind. What, about, what are you talking about? The CW, man. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about going from the Flash, like Green Arrow, and then right into, uh, into Live Golf. Get the little shorty shorts out there. Wait, I think the Flash is canceled because that dude's arrested. I think that Ezra Miller guy, I think he's in jail. They're down at Torrey right now, playing the big Farmers Insurance Open. Can't. I just Sam Ryder with the big eight under today. I'm so tickled right now. You're my everything is is God. just a buzzing right now. Yeah, the world is a buzz. Well, we had a uh, we had uh, what they call a uh, golf fight. <laughs> if NBA fights or ex NFL tight end NBA fights are the stuff of uh, laughability, I don't mm-hmm. know what you call yeah. this the underhand T gate. Yeah. <laughs> what? So it was framed as a I, I forget how. Some somebody somebody who initially said what had happened, they I forget how they framed it, but it was that Patrick Reed threw a T at Roy McIlroy. Yeah, that's what I saw the headline, and then I saw, I saw the video. And then the it, video came out. Well, when when I hear that Patrick Reed threw a T on the range at at Lori, or Roy McIlroy, Lori, Lori, he's transitioning. I assumed, hey man, he can he doesn't even have to transition; he can just identify. I really thought this was going to be. Chest to chest, F you, no F you, back and forth, and then like an angry overhand T yeah, throw. While like pe- an NBA fight, like yeah, hold me back. Yeah, while people separate. But then you see the video and you're like, what? 
Well, so yeah, they Reed has a point that it wasn't a that big of a deal. It wasn't. Uh, and he said that. But he, at the same he time beer league softballed him. So he Patrick Reed goes over to Roy's caddy and shakes his hand because they're in Dubai yeah. for a tournament. And Rory's over there. And uh <laughs> Reed shakes Rory's hand uh, Roy's caddy's hand, wishes him happy birthday or something. Something like that. And then Rory is down bending down getting something out of his bag and he does he ignores him. Yeah. He he, he totally blows totally him off. blows him off. Like does not like give the half-hearted handshake or like, yeah, good to see you. Nothing. Totally ignores him. And so Reed turns around and he said, because he had live golf tees, <laughs> all his tees have live golf on them. Yeah. He picked one out of his pocket and flicked it back at him. Yeah. As he Sick was, burn. As he was going away, that's why I say he, he beer league softballed him. He underhands the tee in the direction of Rory. I don't even know if he hit him with it. And he, and now Reed is saying that if you're going to act like a child, be ready to be treated like one. So you treat your but child. But then they asked Rory about it. Well, and... first off, can I ask why is why is me underhanding a tea at you? Why is that treating you like a child? Do you throw teas at your kids? Well, that's a good point. I mean, but I... he's saying Rory is acting like a child for yeah. not shaking his hand. Yes. So treating him like a child, I guess. Yes, in Patrick's mind, that is flick flicking a tea at him. So if a kid ignores you, but you're... it's a live tea. Yeah. If a kid ignores you, uh -huh. then the key is that you flick something at him. So then they asked Rory about it, and Rory's like, well, the guy did serve me a subpoena yes. on Christmas Eve while I'm trying to relax with my family. So, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't shake his stupid, sweaty, gross, yeah. cheating golf hand. Yeah, he said, Patrick came up to me to say hello, and I, did, I didn't really want him to. <laughs> he said, I felt no need for reconciliation. So, so everybody hates Patrick Reed because he's an ass, and he sues everyone, and so he's suing ESPN. So he's he's not suing Rory. He's suing ESPN for defamation. Yes. And he subpoenaed Rory, Rory in that case. And Rory's like, what the hell are you dragging me into this for? So he didn't want to shake his hand. So then they ask <laughs> this. Uh, they get in the media tent and the guy's like, well, you know, it wasn't really a hard throw and uh, of a tee and that's a little overblown. And Reed was just trying to shake your hand. Uh, do, you, do you see a men's uh, coming? And Rory didn't say a word yeah. and just went... <sighs> Next question. Yeah, Roy said, uh, if the roles were reversed and I'd have thrown that tea at him, I'd be expecting a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best line of the whole thing. It's <laughs> a great line. Dude, these guys hate each other, and it's yeah. so fantastic. Well, everyone hates Patrick Reed because yeah. he's a bitch. Even the live guys hate Patrick Reed. And by the way, his initial lawsuit was tossed out. The, remember, the, the live golf guys were suing the PGA Tour originally, and the, the, the judge said, what are you talking about? You can't sue. You knew what you were doing. You took a bunch of money, and now you're saying the PGA has to give you a bunch of money too. They're like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And so now the, the response is Patrick Reed is, well, I'll just sue ESPN for defamation. He is the biggest bitch in the world of sports, plain and simple. And this makes me like Rory even Rory's, more. The way Rory has handled all this is great. Yes. And it's really become this PGA versus live thing where – a lot of the live guys think Rory's being all uppity about it, but rightly so. Like you all left the PGA Tour, you have created a chasm in the industry, yes. and it's their fault. And yeah, you can take the money; that's fine. I don't think Rory. I think Rory has said many times, "Take the money," yeah. but at least be honest about it. Yes, and also be cool about you know supporting the PGA. I mean, like PGA Tour gave you a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, from Rory's perspective, those guys are leaving for a ton of money, but their leaving is cutting into his money, potentially, and the viability of the tour that he plays That's right, with. and so, he's pissed about it. 
and he has every reason to be and every right to be. And they're and apparently the live guys think he's being all uppity. Yeah. But so they don't get it. So it's great. It's great little <laughs> great little start to the golf season. I mean, I, I guess the only time you'll see this is you know if you're over like in place like Dubai or at the major. Because the majors, I think, have all said, right, with the exception of the PGA. Uh, yeah, they'll play in the majors. The, but they won't play in the PGA. Why not? Well, the PGA is not going to let them, right? Well, it's not the PGA. No, the PGA Championship is not the PGA Tour. I know, but I thought that the PGA. Maybe, I mean, it is, but it's it's run by the PGA of America. I may be wrong. I thought that they weren't going to let them play in the PGA, but that the Masters and the two Opens. I don't know, but I would imagine if the if they play in the Masters and the two opens, they will play in the PGA. Okay. Well, that, I know then they're... I could be wrong. So that the, the, they will not cross paths very often. I mean, the the one... The PGA Tour... I know it's confusing, but the PGA Tour's big event is actually... The, um, the Players, The right? Players' Championship. Yeah, which is so why there's people... no way you're going to see any of the live guys no. at the Players' Championship. It's yeah. the biggest purse on tour. Yeah. But the majors are actually all run by different entities, yeah. um, none of which are the PGA Tour. And I, and I believe... That the three that we were talking about have all said that yes, they will be, they will be welcome there if you you know, if you qualify. All right, a little hot golf talk. Interesting question to ponder during the break. Aside from actual criminals in sports, is Patrick Reed officially the most disliked athlete out there? Well, I mean, it's a hard it's a hard one to wrap your head around. Don't you think a lot of people don't really know how big of an ass he is? Like you have to be really. If you're well, if He's you're just in, not a high profile ass. Yeah, if you're but in, maybe relative to their sport if and you're their, in, their, their sports fans. If you're in golf, you know, like I'm not a huge golf guy like you, and I know that Patrick Reed is the most disliked guy. Yeah, I mean, he he stole from his college teammates. Yes, right. That was one. He stole from their lockers. He cheated at multiple universities, and right? then he had to go. Then he had to transfer. His family, him and his family, yeah. have nothing to do with one another. They hate Everyone each other. on the tour hates him. He's yeah. very bristly. He's he's he's, he's sensitive. Yeah. He cheats. Yes. He's had multiple cheating uh, scandals uh, during tournaments, and he um, sues everyone. Yeah, I mean, I don't, but I don't. I I mean, I don't know. It's golf, man. I don't know how many people really know that about now him. He's a, now he's a tea thrower. But golf fans do know. From now I on, guess. I think that if you like, you should carry around some live golf tees, and then when you're in like your matches <laughs> to get right. in people's heads, you should start flicking live golf live tees. Live golf tee at him. <laughs> Take this. That's the key. The key. The, the key was that it was a live tee. <laughs> Take That'll this. show him. Take that, Rory. All right, in the news is coming up next. Uh, we have a oh, soccer cleats or kangaroos? Here's Buck. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So now we're debating the uh, most hated sports figures. Reed's got to be up there. I mean, he's certainly in the top five, but not as high profile. You know, a lot of people mentioning uh, Patrick Beverly. Um, <laughs> I was telling Buck, did you see the Donald Trump Club Championship story? Uh, I can't say that I did. So we were talking about golf cheats. <clears throat> and he's a notorious one, right? People have written oh, books about it. Like Rick Riley dude. talk about it. And... Rick Riley wrote an entire book about how much he cheats on <laughs> called the Called Commander and Cheat. <laughs> I mean, it's on, I guess, and Buck was telling me a story about Mike Tirico playing golf with him and saying that basically a Secret Service people up ahead that just move his ball where he needs it. 
so that he can just kind of record whatever scores he wants <laughs> and make sure he beats whoever he's playing against. I, and it's just it's just kind of part of his game. It's phenomenal. So I, his I, latest, it's it's the best thing about him, hands down. So his latest is he was he was uh so you know Diamond died. Yeah, the Diamond and Silk, the yeah. conservative talk show. Yeah. So one of them died. And he had to go to their funeral, and it happened to be on the Saturday of his club championship in Florida. Okay, the Mar-a-Lago? At his, at his club. I don't know, Palm Beach, okay. I don't know, wherever. One of his clubs. Sure. And <laughs> he played on Sunday in it, mm-hmm. uh, but he did not play Saturday because he had to attend the uh, funeral. So he said that his score from two days prior mm-hmm. would count as his first-round score because he played so well, it was five shots better than the best score from that Saturday, and therefore he posted on Truth Social that he had a uh, that he had won his club championship based on that. I see no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> Why? What are you talking about? What's wrong with that? Do you want to hear his post? Yeah. He called it a great honor to have won on one of the best courses in the country, competed against many fine golfers, and was hitting the ball long and straight. The reason that I announced this on Fabulous Truth is that, in a very real way, it serves as a physical exam, only much tougher. You need strength and stamina to win, and I have strength and stamina. Most others don't. You'll also need strength and stamina to govern. (laughs) What a thing. Is that... I love it. Unbelievable. I love it. Fascinating. <laughs> the strength and stamina needed to win your wow. golf tournament. It oh, is uh, good times. January 25th, 2023. Time now for the news. I'm your newsman. It is National Irish Coffee Day. Uh, okay. I'll get down on some Irish coffee. I don't like coffee, but, you know, if I was going to drink coffee, yeah, sure. Well, you do like Irish whiskey. I do love Irish whiskey, yes. So if I was going to partake in coffee, it would be... Irish coffee. Which is also National Opposite Day. Oh, Did you have that as a kid? I, yeah, that In whole, yeah, grade it's, school. it's Opposite Day. We had um, different colored seats, red and like, there were like three different colors on the seats in our uh, cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And the red always meant that you were in love. Like if you sat with a girl on the red, oh, you're in love. Ah. So Opposite Day, if you sat on the red with them? a girl, you were arch enemies. Mm-hmm. I see. We always had opposite day. You had to watch out for opposite day. I do remember when I was a kid the opposite day. I do remember that being a thing. It was a big deal. Soccer cleats or kangaroos? Which would you like to save? Oh, yeah. I saw this. We're, uh, the, we're, we're banning the, the leather, right? We're banning. I didn't know that kangaroo was... I didn't know that was, uh, that was used. A bill that would ban the sale of kangaroo parts has been introduced in the Oregon legislature. See, they're tackling the real issues down yeah, there. Yeah, I saw that in the Oregonian, and I just thought to myself, what the hell? And then turns out it's used for shoes. Soccer cleats are one of the only products made from kangaroo leather and, ru- and routinely sold in Oregon. Uh, the measure would impact Nike, which is based in Oregon, of course, and the state's largest employer. Uh, the Democrat Senator Floyd... Prozanski says it is unconscionable that millions of native wild animals in Australia have been killed for the sake of high-end soccer cleats worn by a subset of elite soccer players. First off, I had no idea that I mean, whatsoever that kangaroo no. leather was a thing. You don't. You would think that they could make cleats without killing kangaroos, right? Yeah, but I also asked the question: What is the difference in using the leather from kangaroos as opposed to the leather from? <laughs> cows or pigs or anything else like whatever animal product we're using i know that pig skin isn't necessarily you know that's not pig i think that's all synthetic i think it's leather but 
why are we is it because we think kangaroos are cute or they're exotic to us i don't think down in australia that kangaroos are a scarcity thing no they're like deer yeah so <laughs> but we've decided now in oregon that we're just we're taking a hardline stance against kangaroo genocide I guess. Nike told ESPN last month that it uses kangaroo leather in a small portion of its soccer shoes and that it works with leather suppliers that source animal skins from processors that use sound animal husbandry and humane treatment, whether farmed, domesticated, or wild managed. Don't know what that means, but okay. I just assume... I would assume they're lying, but whatever. I just accept the fact that if you eat meat, if you wear anything that comes from an animal, look... You don't want to know where that comes from because it's not going to be pretty. So if right. you think that banning kangaroos in Oregon is going to do anything, well, I guess more power to you. I'd also like to know who put this in. The, who is the, the this guy that, that started it? I don't know. Some senator. I'd be interested to know who paid this guy what to get this <laughs> in his ear where he decided. The big that, kangaroo lobby. Yeah, the big kangaroo. Well, the text there. line telling us that kangaroos are bastards, so go ahead and make cleats out of them. Yeah, they're say, a nuisance. I right? don't think people down in Australia love kangaroos. Yeah. I don't think it's 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 viewed that way, but to us, we're like, oh, they're adorable. And I love how we only decide what animals we want to say based on cuteness, right? Like if the panda bear looked like, oh, I don't know. Let's say the panda bear looked like a warthog. No one would give two S's about whether the, the pandas were saved. But they're adorable, they're fat, and they rode down hills, and we want to hug them. We're like, ah, oh, we got to save them. We only save based on cuteness. Now, this story is appealing to me because, as you know, one of my main platforms is... Uh, the idea of a noise ordinance. Yes, you don't like uh, you don't like loud things. You're a thousand years old. <laughs> you hate loud cars. I hate, I hate loud cars. Yeah. It's like the oldest thing. It's the oldest hardline stance that you take. And I also dislike. It's just the city's loud. I live in the city, so it just is what it is. But it's just obnoxious sometimes, like leaf blowers or construction or just but mostly the trucks yeah. or the motorcycles or the crappy ass cars these douchebags don't get fixed they don't have a muffler and it sounds like <laughs> so effing obnoxious and by the way i saw a country i can't remember what it is i'll look it up there's a country that has decided it's a major city and i think it's in germany but i'm not sure they have put um decibel readers mm-hmm. And they are ticketing these MFers. Loud cars. Yes. They're putting them in intersections, and if yours rolls through there and they see it's louder than it should be, they ticket you. Much like those ticket cameras, you know, like yeah. they take a picture of your face. Yeah. Boom. How do they know it's your car causing the noise? Well, they put the sound to the thing. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, the meter goes off, and then there's a camera that takes a picture of your plates or Correct. something? Yeah, your plates. That's oh. right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Here for that. Uh, I should have moved to Lake Oswego. Because they have shut down the city pickleball courts indefinitely due to noise. To noise. Yeah. Did you see HBO Real Sports did a piece on this a couple months back? On pickleball or the noise? The noise of pickleball. So I have heard. I have heard pickleball. Yeah. I have heard people playing pickleball. Like I was golfing in Mexico and there was a pickleball big set of courts next to the course. Yeah. It is loud. So pickleball is taking over uh, tennis courts all over the country. Oh, and yeah. HBO Real Sports did a piece on it saying that while this sport has exploded, everyone around these tennis courts is livid because I guess it's just the most annoying, piercing sound and neighbors are livid about it. And so it was laughing that, yeah. that Lake O is now uh, shutting it down. Well, in Lake O, if they complain... 
They get what they want. Stuff gets yeah. Try that in Gresham. Yeah, it's not working. The Lake Oswego City Council voted last week to shut down the city's only pickleball courts while they explore a potential new location. The news comes as a blow to devoted pickleball players, but a relief to neighbors who are tired of the repetitive pop-pop sounds from the sport. Yeah, like, this only works in elite places like Lake O. Like, in Gresham, they just shoot up the pickleball court, and then that solves the problem. But in Lake O, they do it, you know. I feel like that was a little unfair, but <laughs> I see what you mean. In Lake O, they, they do it more of a, of a civil manner, where they, they just get, like, a city ordinance and they shut it down. Now, I, I've never heard pickleball. Uh, I've never... I don't even know where a pickleball court is. But They're is popping it, up all over. Is it really that? It's it's not... Uh, I mean, from my small experience, it's not that loud, but it's certainly noticeable, and it's um, it depends on how close you are to it, obviously, but yeah. it's uh, it's almost akin to, like, if you're around and there's construction in your neighborhood, and you're just yeah. hearing, like, you know, the constant, constant hitting of wood against something. Like, it would seem to me that they could change the paddle and the ball and totally fix the problem, but I, I, what do I know? Well, the, the HBO Real Sports piece, the neighbors of these courts made it sound like it was, like they, they couldn't sleep. It that was seems just, a little excessive. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, really? Like, And they're like, my doors are shut, my windows, and it, it, I can't help it. It's just this constant annoying sound. I was like, oh my god, really? Well, well pickle, see, pickleball is like the fastest growing sport in the U.S. Yeah. It's like taking over. But so, but People not in, love it. But not in Lake O, they don't. Well, Lake O, they're sensitive to the you know, the, the idea that pickleball is growing and it's a wonderful sport, but they need to move the courts. So I think as more courts is, pop up, they will take more is this gonna be into like, consideration where they are placed. It's going to be more like the homeless thing where we all agree that it has to. They have to go somewhere, but no one wants it in their neighborhood. Because <laughs> you're be like, hey, yeah. you can't have the pickleball court here, and then you're like, move it over there, and then someone else will be like, I don't want that in my neighborhood. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Well, I think you should. They should put them in the olds. I mean, the olds play it, right? Yes. Someone says, God forbid someone makes noise during daylight as those courts all close at sunset. <laughs> That's fair. They do restrict the hours. Can't they just put up, like, isn't there some sort of, I don't know, there's something that, like, a, like sound absorbing, like we have, like, in radio studios? Or, like, uh, yeah, just put up some sort of those kind of, like, walls that you see on the sides of, like, neighborhoods or freeways so they they just to kind of mitigate some of the sound. Deadens it well, a they're rich bit. in, like, oh, dome it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Pickle dome. Solved. Get, Pickleball get, dome. Get Brett Favre on it. He'll raise the, bu- uh, the funds for you. All right. Uh, what else do I have for you here? This is your noted newsman. Downtown Portland office space vacancy numbers. So I'm sorry. Someone said, the day that Rob's catalytic converter gets stolen and you have the loudest car on the block will be the worst day of your life ever. I wouldn't drive it. <laughs> can you drive without a catalytic converter? I think you can. You can? I don't know. if I don't think it's good to drive, Like, but I, yeah, I think your car starts and goes. Really? Yeah. Well, then, why I, do I, I need it? I don't think you can... Well, one, the noise and the emissions, and two, I don't think it's... Emissions? Oh, I don't think I'm carbon you, neutral. I don't, think you, I don't think you can keep driving on it. But yes, I think if you had it stolen, I, I don't think it means that your car doesn't work. All right, more in the news next on The Fan. By the way, I, I do have your answer. You can drive pretty much indefinitely without a catalytic converter. Really? Yeah. Your car will, so it's just really loud. Your car, uh, yeah, it the, will emit. It will emit pollution. You will not yeah. pass an emissions test. In most places, it's illegal to drive without one and illegal yeah. to remove it. Okay, but and your car won't like. You'll get an engine code. Um, like you, you'll start getting some sensors being like, "Hey, something's wrong," because your car won't. Your, your engine won't run as efficiently, so you'll suffer performance, but it won't damage your engine. And from this little research here, you technically could just keep driving without one. Huh. 
Well, I know it's a very expensive fix. Yeah, it's like seven to ten grand. It happens all the time. So it was originally Paris that started ticketing obnoxiously loud cars with roadside cameras and decibel meters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now New York City has it. I wonder what that, like... It's great. What does that... that if you just had a normal production car... Like well, if, if you have to, you have to. It has to be proven that it's illegally modified the muffler mm-hmm. or the tailpipe, or you just, like you said, like maybe your catalytic converter got stolen or whatever. Yeah. Like you can't. That's illegal. So you'll be ticketed. Yeah. Eight hundred dollars first offense, twenty six hundred second offense. Yikes. Yeah. They're not messing around, and I love it. <laughs> I love that. This is the way it should be. And by the way, on the pickleball note, uh, Masters Pete is in. Now, do you know Masters Pete? I'm familiar with Master Pete's work. Now, usually, I just ignore his complaining on my phone, because he'll text me. Yeah. And he's a, usually complaining about firing Dana Altman. Something about the ducks. Yeah. But in this instance, I think he has inside info on pickleball courts. He lives in Palm Springs part, part of the time. And I would assume that Palm Springs, because it's an old sport for people that can no longer play tennis, and what screams that more so than Palm Springs? He says he has 20 courts by his house in Palm Springs, and it sucks. Wow. He says, trust me, he goes, the noise is nuts, Souk would go nuts. Mm. That's what he said. Interesting. So, you know, it's, and we were talking with Buck about this during the break. It's like, when you live in Lake O, you, you're paying a premium for a quiet existence, yeah. right? Like, that, you do pay... Like those people over there, they're very spoiled, yeah. but they're also they've also created an environment that doesn't have a lot of the pitfalls that uh, maybe some other places. Have, they've right? bought into an expectation there. That's right, and you pay for it when you live there. It's quiet over there. You ever been back in there, dude? No, it is quiet. I've only been down to Palm Springs once. No, I'm but, talking about Lake O. Oh, Lake O. Yeah, it, it's quiet. Yeah. Like when you go back in there, dude, it's like it's like wow, this is really nice. So can I just? Like if, if, if I so when have, you start playing pickleball and pissing off the olds in Lake O with yeah. some money, you better believe you're going to hear about it. I want to see now, like, because if you're like a big pickleball player and now you're pissed, can you just go find the oldest, rattiest, loudest car and then just drive it around the Lake O neighborhoods? Like pay someone 50 what, bucks an hour you'd just, be, to, just to drive around? You would be instantly on uh, <laughs> next door. You would. Yeah. I They'd just, be talking about you. I can just see someone being so upset about pickleball being shut down because of the noise that now they just go around and try to create as much noise as possible. Yeah. Like, Should have been happy with the pickleball court. But they'd get you. Is that illegal? They don't stand for it out there. No. <laughs> Can't drive around. Was that Westland where like the, the poor guy was just trying to deliver packages in his white van and everyone thought he was trying to kidnap everybody? <laughs> Turns out he was just delivering packages. Like, my God. What else? What else? What else you ask? Downtown Portland office space is now vacant at a 27% level. I'm guessing that's not good. That is double pre-pandemic. Ouch. Well, I do know that, was it like eight, nine months ago, we were talking about this, that of all the major cities, as far as coming back from COVID, like, you know, uh, from, from people moving back, businesses coming back, commerce and whatnot, I think we were second to worst of all the major metropolitan areas in the U.S. And I'm guessing here this isn't going to help. Because it's, uh, not, it's not COVID anymore that's keeping anyone away. Well, no, it's just the downtown. It's, just, it's not good right now. Downtown sucks. Now, now I will say, to, to, I'm trying to be fair because our government is pathetic. A lot of homeless people. They, we have, it's better than it was. 
it has gotten a lot better than what it was, but it's still not great. And unfortunately now, you've got a horrible reputation. So even as stuff has gotten better and they've made attempts, I think for a lot of people, they're not even willing to give downtown a chance anymore. I know a lot of people that live over by me. When I tell them that like I go out most weekends and I'm in downtown Portland, they look at me like I got two heads. They're like, why would you go down there? I'm like, amazing food, cool place to hang out, great bars. And they're like, nope, not doing it. The, the, what that stigma is out there and the reputation, it's hard to shake. So 27% vacant in downtown Portland. Uh, office vacancy rate in the suburbs outside of Portland, 15%. So it's clearly a downtown issue. Yeah. Well, I don't... That's all I have to report on that story. I don't know how that gets better. I really don't. Without us actually hey, growing some balls and you, doing something, I don't you know, know how, how that, that gets, gets better. better. Coalition. Ah. They've already formed the coalition. They met the other day. I was reading about it. Coalition there was like the two, 200 people showed up, and they all talked about what they're going to do to revitalize downtown. Uh they decided nothing. They'll be meeting again ah, in a couple of months. And they'll meet again and then again and again. Yeah. And I'm going to say when we revisit this story, you know, three years from now, they will have spent, I'm going to say $10 million on uh, meetings and brainstorming and uh, nothing will have changed. I mean, it just takes a, how, how are we this bad? When you look around the rest of the cities in the United States that are all suffering some of the, some of the same sort of things, how are we this pathetic? I guess we could say well, at least we're not San Francisco. They're worse than us. Hey, there's a shot at you, Buckley. That's hey, your city. Have you been down to San Francisco? Defend your city. You can't. Oh, it's no, no, I can't. It's it's um, yeah, it's all like this. Well, I just don't. Oh, here's a custom gate and fence fabricator. Yeah, he's loving it. Business is good. <laughs> it's like everybody's barricading themselves in. Yeah, good for his business. My buddy that owns a liquor store had to drop almost twelve grand on one of those now rolling doors for all his doors and windows because yeah. he keeps. He, he can't stop it. He Everything gets broken out, and they he puts up the metal gates, and they just hook trucks to it and pull them out the front. And So he eventually had to go with the final solution door and just bring that sucker down. It's, uh, it's, it's rough out there. It's rough out there. Well, and it really shouldn't have to be. It really shouldn't. It doesn't seem like it's that. Like, I know it's a challenging problem, but I just think you have to have some political will, and we don't have any. The Hot 5 at 5 is coming up next. I've got uh, more Thorns news. Do you guys like the Thorns, or are you are you, are you you boycotting the Thorns because of all their shenanigans? Well, you know, I get thorny. I love my Thorns. Yeah. I go to the games. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep going to the games and only support the players but not the team. Mm. <laughs> but what if they made a move, Sook, that might have just won you back? Like, I don't know. I just like going to the games. They got good food, uh, good beverages, and, uh, you know, it's fun to watch. And Mike Tyson is in the Hot 5 to 5 today. Really? Yeah. Did that... you see why? Not weed stuff? No. Is that the Tyson Fury thing? No, Mike Tyson. I know, but Tyson Fury said something about Mike Tyson. That's the only time I've heard Mike Tyson's name like in the last month. Oh. Tyson Fury said he, he might want no. Tyson to ref his next fight. All right. No, it has nothing to do with that. Much oh, yeah. more severe. Uh, we will get to that uh, next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 